Good morning and welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. As promised, the independent reviewers are in the house. How y'all doing? So I see uh, Alicia, Adam, Lisa, and Jamil. How are y'all? Everybody unmute themselves so we can have a good conversation. And everybody tell me where y'all at. Where you at? Hey, Babs. I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I hear, good, I hear good things about Tulsa. Paul is yes. very smitten with Tulsa. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He, he got to be out here for a little bit last month, and it was so great to have him around and just introduce Tulsa to him and have the opportunity to, to, have, to have him experience all the cool stuff going on here. Good, good. Adam, where are you at? Howdy. Good morning. So good to be here. I am in Harlem, New York City. Yay! for the show. And Jamil? Good morning, Babs. Thanks for having me on today. Um, I'm in Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, you're just down the road. Hey, yeah. Lisa Gray, <laughs> unmute yourself. So Lisa Gray is in Oakland, but I believe you're in Connecticut right now. Right. Uh, I'm in New Haven. Well, Ansonia, but New Haven. Okay. All right. So, so tell me, how did y'all come together, and and why did you say yes to this project? Because this project is about, uh, I guess, inventorying artistic expression in however way it shows up, and then critiquing it, or going to something and you giving your opinion about it, or a review about it, or how you feel about it. Tell tell me what what does this mean to you? Like, what do you understand this to to be? I guess okay. I can I can start. Um, so for me, it was a real opportunity to um, flex some creative muscle I haven't used in a very, very long time. Uh, writing reviews is really hard and it's really worked a part of your brain that I hadn't used in a very long time. So I usually write opinion pieces and that type of journalism. So having the opportunity to really try to put thoughts into words about art is is a real satisfying challenge for me and also the opportunity to get paid to do it is is a real real major aspect of this project i remember i told a friend that i was part of the project he said you're getting paid to write reviews in 2023 and it's like such a, a um a rare opportunity to have that to, to be able to do that to get paid to write reviews now as you know, newspapers and journalism has just been decimated in general. And and so both of those things really made me want to excited to be a part of this of, of um this project. Hmm. So I want more opinions on this. Alicia, Adam, Lisa, what's your take on this? I can go. I also have a similar thought about like being like an awesome opportunity to just go sort of go find art in and around the city that I'm in, give takes on it also like showcased all of like the wonderful art making that's going on around me um i've been doing a lot of theater reviews recently and i, I have a theatrical production background and so like to have this opportunity to go and like flex that different muscle like talk about theater and like just showcase some of the amazing work that's going on it's just like really exciting to me and really fun i was going to ask if you all had artistic background right you know or were you just like me art adjacent like i love to be in the mix of artists but i'm no artist so uh, Lisa, Alicia. 
Um, yeah, I do have an arts background. Um, I actually have a master of fine arts. I've, um, and I've been um, a dancer. I've um, played instruments um, throughout my life. Um, I've been a writer throughout my life, and I consider that to be not just arts adjacent, but the arts. Um, I have a master's of fine arts in creative writing. I am a writer as well, but on the creative side, mostly creative writing. Um, so the arts are near and dear to my heart. I grew up um, in arts programs here in New Haven, in public schools and in other places. Um, went to Gloria Jean School of Dance as a kid and danced for like up until I was about 25, 26 years old in various places. So, and and I go to like, I, the theater is like the love of my life. So yes, arts are like, are my thing. Like I'm, I love being here in New Haven because I'm so close to New York and I get to do Broadway. Um, and, and so to write about these kinds of things, write about the things that I love, to go to art exhibitions, to go to plays, movies, um, the piece that I, the first piece that I wrote, which was um, a Black man talk back, that was fabulous, is, is I think something that's been sorely missing from journalism that folks are craving and, and really want. I, as I talk to folks who are reading these articles around the country, um, they're, they're excited to, to see that this is coming back. So yes, I do have an arts background and, and it, it, it has, it definitely helps me in doing this particular work in terms of the review crew. Mm-hmm. Alicia? Yes, I have an arts background too. I'm also a dancer. Uh, cheers to that. Um, and, a, you know, choreographer and director, um, you know, I, I've had a dance company here in Tulsa in the past, um, and I've always been a writer. Um, I've done some visual art. I've um, I've done tons of collaborations here in Tulsa with artists and and uh, composers, um, trying experimental things around here, um, which has which has been an awesome experience to get to 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 come across the boundaries here in Tulsa. Um, and, you know, I grew up here um, and I was heavily involved in trying to become a, a you know, professional dancer in my, in my teen years. Uh, and, you know, Tulsa has always had a lot happening in, in the arts, but not as much as a place like New York or Chicago or San Francisco or someplace like that. So growing up, like, I would go to the library and pick up magazines published in New York and read all the all the reviews of stuff that was happening elsewhere in the country that was not coming here. You know, stuff didn't come to Tulsa in those days. Um, and the experience of that kind of education in a way as a young person taught me so much about how to experience art how to talk about art, how to be informed, how to um, how to get the right tone when 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 you know talking about your experience in the theater or 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 things like that, and and it was just a a, a tremendous education, and and I've always um, 
like I can remember in my diary in high school, I wrote a review of a performance of the Nutcracker just <laughs> off the cuff when I came home <laughs> from the show. I just had I had thoughts about the performance. <laughs> so I've really been writing reviews since I was a teenager, technically. Um, but yes, I'm heavily involved in the arts here. I mostly do you know, previews and features on artists because that's what magazines are interested in publishing. Mm, right. Uh, okay. The, 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 you know, they're not typically so keen on, on having reviews in their pages in part because the piece is already over. The show has closed for the most part. And so there's not an opportunity to get people in there. Um, and I love to write people you know, previews and features, but there's something about a review that just is my favorite. Um, so when you all I, write reviews, yeah. when you all write reviews, just as she said, you run the risk of a show closing before the review gets out. I mean, how do you, do you circumvent that? Do you try, do you try to go see something at the very beginning of it? Or like, how does that work? How do you time that so that um, the review is timely? and not an afterthought. Mm. I, I, I've been I've been trying to go to one to things that I know have are going to have a run of of a couple of of shows or, or events or activities before I even go to review it. Um, and and I and if and I try to go within the first day or two of the event or the activity um, so that that gives folks who are going to read what I write a chance to actually um, attend and see it. But I'm also like, I've there have been a couple of things that I haven't written about, but I've considered writing about that are one shot deals that are happening like one time. And I think that's still valuable because it's an opportunity for one, the reader to have some insight into some understanding into an event or an exhibition or something that's going on in their town that they didn't have access to. So this gives them an opportunity to actually be there without being there. And I, I think like the it. other thing is that as we look at the fact that there has been such a lack of local in-person art and culture reviews, that it's, it's a win for the artist and for the producer as well. Because even though they may not have a, 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 another show coming up, it's a chance for them to get their name out there. It's a chance for them to be seen, whether it's a good review or a bad review, as they say in, in journalism or in publicity, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So just to have someone come to your to your event, to your show and, and put it out there for you is, is I think a win for, for both the reader and the writer and mm. the reader, the writer and the artist. Mm. So we, now, you know, we, we have come to understand and realize um, during the pandemic, how important art is to us. Like we all were logging into Yo-Yo Ma and 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 productions. Like dance. I mean, I saw dancing productions. I mean, people were really desperate to connect. And I I think that uh, arts at that time is what saved us. So now we're we're a little bit. I mean, we're still in the pandemic, but we're we're sliding out of out of the the thick of it. And and arts is is uh, center, centering voices um, that were never really centered before. How do you all um, pick and choose the stuff that you go to? How do you uh, 
say, I'm going to go to this because it's Black, or I'm going to go to this because it's Latino, I'm going to go to this because it's Asian. Like, how do you how do you center yourself in all the things that's going on? Because I think we're having a really explosion of all kinds of art right now. I think I could be wrong, depending on where you all are. Are you seeing that explosion? Because I'm seeing it here. Uh, and I just wonder, how do you all pick and choose the things that you find of interest to go and review? I think for me, um, I usually, um, I take a lot of recommendations from friends first and foremost, because that's usually, I try to, I try to get outside of the things I normally do when I'm reviewing, um, these pieces and I try to approach it, um, kind of like, well, kind of how I, I approach art almost completely out of context all the time. Right. I'll just see something that's like, oh, I just want to go and see what that's like and just go with like no information about it whatsoever. So that's how I usually consume art is go drop, drop and see a movie, drop and see a exhibit or whatever the case may be without having really done any research about it. So I kind of want to review in the same kind of way. So I try to get recommendations from people about things that I'm not totally familiar with and say, oh, okay, so this is happening at this time in this place and then just kind of go. And it's been it's actually been very interesting because it's gotten that diversity of of um of experiences without me having to actively search for it by asking different people for things. So I've been to like an open mic that featured rock music. I've been to a jazz um jazz in in, in the park. I've been to an exhibit about Frederick Douglass. I've been to um you know steel drum performances. So there's been a bunch of different things that are things that I might not necessarily have thought to review, but thanks to my network, they've shown me different things and have been able to provide that diverse experience that I might not be able to do myself because I've so focused on what I do, you know? Hmm. Anyone else want to chime in on that? I think a lot of it also similarly comes from my networks. Like I said, I like I work in the theater, but also now I'm like out here writing about theater. So I'm always seeing just like people are always like posting about their shows, like what they have going on or like what companies they're working with. And so there's always this shuffle too of like different companies are putting up different people's shows or different people are going to different companies. And even going back to your other question about like how are we finding the value in these reviews, even if the production is closed? One of my favorite parts of this project is like us having the opportunity at the end of every review to be like, oh, here's what's up next for the venue. Here's what's up next for the director. Like, here's what we're going to next. Always be like, we may have, like, you may not be able to see this specific thing I reviewed, but the people who are producing this work or the people who are making this work, they're still working. They're still putting art out into the world. You can continue to go see them. Hmm. So now because of this project, are y'all connecting with other, Wait, first of all, do y'all know each other? Do y'all personally know each other? No, so no. y'all are just a, an assembly, assi like y'all are assembled like the Justice League, like called from, <laughs> called from all parts right. of the country yeah. to come together to to fight democracy <laughs> and critical writing and review. Uh, okay, so you don't know each other. Um, and uh, artistic review is, uh, is a lost art and y'all are reviving it. And from what I understand, uh, the idea is to create a network across the country of folks who uh, do this kind of work. Um, and how does that feel? What, what do you think about that? It feels so good to me because uh, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but 
it can be kind of lonely out there as a person who's like secretly loves writing reviews. <laughs> and there's like <laughs> not a lot of opportunity out there. So, you know, to, to get to be in a room with other people who feel similarly about the importance of this kind of writing is like the best. It's just, it's so exciting. It's so affirming. And I look forward to learning from you all, you know, as as we go along. It's 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 wonderful because you know in Tulsa, we have like one paper at this point, and there's an arts critic there who's been there for like 30 years, and this dude is a legend, and he has been putting in the time, lonely work, you know trying to keep it alive and you know there's a couple other of us in town who who've who've been trying um but to to have the opportunity to expand out across the nation like this just feels really really exciting mm, mm, mm. all right so talk to me about oh go lisa you're muted unmute yourself Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was muted. Um, I feel like, you know, this is this is a revival because this is a lost art. As Alicia just said, you know, there's one guy in Tulsa who's been doing this work for years. And there's a there's a level of gatekeeping that exists in, in the art and culture review. Right. There are certain people who get to do this work and to to look at the faces here today and see such diversity is heartening to me because that means that the gates are opening that mm -hmm. that as this revival this renaissance is occurring that there's there's some intention and mindfulness around allowing voices that have not always had the opportunity to be heard in terms of the art and culture that exist within their communities and to talk about those things i think that this is what this project is one that um allows for a diversity of voices to be heard for a diversity of artistic works to be unearthed and to to, to see some light and and that's a wonderful thing in this particular time. And as you said, Babs, you know, with the pandemic, we did see a resurgence of um, artistic effort and ar artistic output that was available widely on the internet and in other places, even though we couldn't gather together. And so now that we're able to gather together again, to be able to do this in terms of live work, live performances, I think it's pretty huge because it is art that saves a culture and a community. It is art that, documents a culture and a community. And it is art that allows us to come together and share what makes us human and what makes us unique as folks who can create art. Um, so to be able to have this network of folks, I think is amazing. I like it. Okay. I think so even I like hopping off of what, oh, you, are you okay? No, go ahead, okay. Adam. Absolutely. To hop off of what Lisa said, like about the importance of like these gates being open, like this gatekeeping, like becoming less powerful. Like, even though I'm reviewing in New York City in a place where I'd say, like, arts reviewing probably isn't quite dead here the way compared to other places. I remember a couple of years ago, someone posted on Twitter, like, they took, like, the staff writers of every major publication who was, like, doing, like, arts and culture reviewing and just, like, put all of their faces onto a single image. And it was a very stark picture of, like, oh, this is what arts and culture reviewing 
looks like right now. And it looked very homogenous, looked about what you would expect. So like the idea that like, oh, other perspectives are able to come in and like get into this work is very exciting to me and just like very fun, even though it's also very intimidating because for me in New York City, how do I cover a whole city? I'm just one person, but you know, we're doing our best <laughs> out here. <laughs> Jamil and Hartford? I think that um, it's, it's about like <clears throat> the arts review scene here. I haven't seen a lot of it in general, honestly. And, but that's from the official places and the unofficial places and the blogs and, and Twitter and spaces like that, you know, Facebook, people review things all the time, you know? And I think that that's kind of what the, um, what my job is as a writer is to do is not to um, do reviews because I'm the source or the authority on them or anything like that, right? I you know I'm doing my best here too, but just kind of like to establish myself as someone you can trust and someone who you believe when I say something about this thing, right? Because I think that's what makes the reviews, um, that makes the reviews worth reading is that the person is being honest about what they saw, you know? Like, I try very, very intentionally not to be negative in my reviews. I, you know, like, I don't want to write a bad review and I'm not going to write a I, bad review. I was going to, that was my next question, Jamil. Like, how do you, uh, how do you balance your feelings based on what you see, based on how it makes you feel, based on if you like it or you hate it? Because I saw a slave play last fall. I absolutely hated it. <laughs> Hands down, the worst thing I've ever seen. But, but, but I had a conversation with Jacob Pradone, who is uh, the artistic director of Long Wharf Theater. And he gave me um, uh, another way in which to think about this play. And I still hated it, but I loved <laughs> the way that he framed it out for me so that I could at least examine what he was trying to say to me, even though I still hated that play. I, I think I think for me, the way I approach it is I don't go into the review process thinking about whether I like it or don't. Okay. I go into the review process thinking about what does this make me think about? And I write about what it made me yeah. think about. And so, you know, whether I liked it is completely irrelevant to that process because I just don't, I don't want to be in the habit of criticizing, you know, a lot of hard work. You know, like it's it's really, really hard to be creative. And just because I don't like it doesn't mean that I should discourage other people from going to see it because it's just my opinion as well. I just say this made me think about things this way. If you want to think about something similar, you know, check this thing out. And if not, you know, cool. But I always, wonder, I always wonder how reviewers because, you know, there are no there are notorious reviewers out there who have trashed. Stuff, right. Like just scorched earthy. And and then here you are saying that's that's not how you come to this. You come to this with thinking about it and sharing what you think about it. Is is that how I heard it right? Yes. I mean, if you read my stuff from when I was 20, I was like, yeah, I scorched everything because it was just like, you know, <laughs> I got things to say, burr, 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 just bang my head on a keyboard. But, you know, now that I'm a little bit older, I, you know, and I've tried and failed several times to be creative myself, you know, you see that. This is a lot of hard work. You know, what way can I engage in this without, what way can I honestly engage with this material without taking shots at someone who worked hard, even if I didn't like it? You know, so I try to, I try to approach it that way. Mm, mm. Any yeah, other I think thoughts I would, on that? Yeah, I think, I think I would agree with that, that it's, 
like I was taught early on that it's easy to be contemptuous in writing. It's easy to be like, to have that like tone of like a little bit sarcastic, a little bit snarky, you know, that's, that's the easy way. Uh, but Mm. it's not the productive way. It's not a way that actually helps a reader to engage with the piece. What does help with that is, um, is, is, is taking the time to examine it from the perspective of what is this trying to do this piece trying to do is it successful in the effort within the context of the budget that they had to work with and the amount of time they had to prep it and the background of the artist and is it successful um and that's a thing that you can examine and 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 pull forward without the tone of like well they obviously just didn't get it (laughs) They, they didn't get there um uh yeah and i think i think it's i think it's highly productive to to include include those perspectives in a review of like what worked and what didn't work um and you you know all, all of that takes a really careful approach um especially when covering you know people in your own community um mm-hmm. It it takes an approach that that comes from a place of like, I'm so glad you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Let's have a look at it. Um, and and let's like take it really seriously, actually. Um, that's that's an approach that I often take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think one of my goals is to is is for the reader to create an experience for the reader on the page so that the reader is transported into the event or the space that I'm that that I'm experiencing at yeah. that time and then to engage critically with the work it, it's really about critical engagement um for me anyway and and for me what, what that means is to be able to to articulate how did this make me feel what did this make me think about why might this be important in the larger context of what's going on in the world today um, and and that for me that that doesn't necessarily entail, and I think it's about tone and intention, as as several others have just said, right? So for me that doesn't necessarily entail talking about my whether I like it or dislike it. It's about whether or not the artist achieved the intention of of what they were trying to do when they set out to do this. Um, and and that for me is where the critical engagement comes in. But I really want people to like feel like they're in the room. Like when I wrote about the house party set, I wanted you to I feel felt like, like you I was were there the with me on the dance floor. I, I felt right? like I wanted to fly to Oakland and be right there. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, then I did my job. Yeah, good. <laughs> that's where I want to be. Same same with uh, Adam's uh, piece that you did in uh, that for a show that's closing in on the oh, 20th. Yeah, I was like, yeah absolutely. And, oh, yeah, and then the, the, and then the Frederick Douglass piece, I got to get to see. So now I'm feeling like I've got to like get to all the things. <laughs> like that's exactly my goal when I review do. Like when I'm like trying to write about a piece of art, like if there's any way possible for me to like translate what I felt in that room onto the page of what I'm writing for the person to read, that's amazing. That's ideal. I think another thing is just like, what can I convince someone who's based in New Haven to take the Metro North 
to come and see. That's another big part of like I think my review. Oh, you process got me. Uh, that's how I thought. Exactly. I was like, that's you know what? I'm trying let to me get calculate you this. Metro I can get there. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so let me ask y'all: do Do you ever feel like you could go back and see something again and have a different opinion? Or do you ever want to go back and see something again? Or maybe somebody else or somewhere you get to see it somewhere else the production and you're like, you know what? I'd like to take another stab at that. Like, is there a chance that you get to see something twice, no matter where it is and, and review it again? Does that, is that appealing? Is that, is that possible? Is that interesting? super appealing for me. Like in the time when I lived in New York, uh, I used to go multiple times to a given show. Uh, because every night is different. Even if the right. cast is the same, everything is the same, but every night is different because they are performing in the moment on that day with a different morning that they had that morning, you know, with a <laughs> new feeling for the audience. The audience is different every time. Um, so I think that's a super wonderful thing to do, not just as an audience member, but as a reviewer. Mm-hmm. Um because it helps me to refine what I'm looking at and how I'm engaging with it. What was the difference between Tuesday night show and Thursday night show? And how can I, in my prose, really specifically articulate that? Um, Yeah, I love going to things more than once. It's like watching a movie over and over again. You always catch something different, mm-hmm. right? There's always going to be something new that piques your interest that that you didn't notice the first time. So I think that's a part of it as well. Hmm. Something that I think like I've heard said before, like around like spoiler culture and like good stories is that like a good story is a good story, even when you know what's going to happen. So like having the opportunity to go and like test that out on something you're reviewing definitely sounds like a cool appealing thing to me i like that jamel anything Uh, you want to add i think that um it's actually never occurred to me to go to a show a second time and it's it's interesting hearing these perspectives because yes it's never occurred to me and it's funny because it's it's interesting listening to other writers talk because it's actually never occurred to me when i'm writing a review whether people are actually going to see the thing based on my review or not like it's 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 just interesting because I've always thought about like the art as like the experience in the moment, and then that moment is you know packaged and done, and you move on to the next one. But it's actually a really fascinating idea to go and compare how different shows are on different days, or even how um, a, uh, an exhibit hits you on a different day based on your own morning and your own thing. So. That's definitely something I'm going to steal from you, Alicia, and, and, and try and try out <laughs> very soon. All right, so we got a few minutes before we have to uh, we have to uh, close up. But t- give me some some idea of what kind of review you you want people to know you to be. Like when I pick up a Lisa Gray review, what what do you want me to expect? And and what kind of are you building trust with me? Should I should I want to read you again and again? Like. What 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 do you want people to uh, know when they see your name on a review? I want them to know that as a reviewer, I'm going to be fair, and it's going to be fun to pick up, uh, you know, to, to to log in and read one of my reviews is going to transport you to a time, space, and place, 
you're going to have fun reading it. And I'm going to be fair in my review of it. I'm going to give you um, a, a, a good perspective on what the what was happening in the moment, but also like, why was this piece important? Why did this thing resonate with me? And why might it resonate with you? Even if it's like something that's, that's, because I, I think one of the things that I really want people to do is folks who wouldn't typically go to something, I want them to go. So I want to entice other people to experience things that are like cross-culturally. Um, and, so, and so I think that's what I want people to expect. I want them to know that when they're going to see a diversity of events that I'm attending, that my review is going to be fair and that it's going to be fun for them to read. Mm. Anybody else? I guess I would say um, that you're you're going to get what I really thought on the page. And, you know, it's 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 about the interaction between me the artwork and the page and that I'm giving, you know, I'm, I'm putting it there and like, whatever I thought, like genuinely here it is. And now you can make your judgment of both the product, but also my view of the product too. So I think that that's a big part of the review as well as submitting yourself a review too. So it's like, here's what I thought about this thing, not here's what this thing is. And so I want readers to know that that's what they're going to get when they read what I what I write. Mm. Mm. So my first time writing reviews ever, like, is for this project. So I am definitely still, like, in the early stages of trying to figure out exactly what type of reviewer I want to be. But I think one thing that's really important to me is that, like, as somebody who comes from a, like, design and production background like i want my reviews to really be highlighting that type of work and even like in a nerdy way like in my half god of rainfall review i talk about how this is the most impressive use of theatrical fog i've ever seen i can give that take because i have used theatrical fog over and over nowhere near as impressively as the people on this show and so i think like like that type of like my background informing my reviews like i think like that's sort of what makes me like unique and special in this space of like, yeah, I've been doing like some of this design and tech stuff before, so I can give like honest opinions about like, oh, this was impressive, or oh, I've seen this before. Oh, I love that. Now I'm gonna be looking at fog now, like every time I <laughs> look at the now fog. I'm be, now I'm be looking at technical stuff Wait, like so fog <laughs> really that good. Like so Alicia. Yeah, I, I think for me it's important uh to have readers um get the impression that I was genuinely paying attention in the room, that I was profoundly present in the moment with all, all the levels were present. Emotionally, I was present. Intellectually, cultural context of the event that's happening is also in the room. Um, and that I'm also, I'm also paying attention to the details of the piece that was presented because it matters. All those things really matter. And it's important to me as a reviewer to, to pull those all together for a reader and, and you know, invite people to go to an exhibition or to a concert with that kind of mindset, that kind of imagination and that kind of appreciation for, um, how this event could be changing the conversation in the culture, um, how 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 a small, you know, 
call on the part of a performer can make all the difference in how an evening unfolds. Um, just, just to, uh, just to, just to, uh, you know, to, to engage them as much as possible with the experience in the moment and also as it exists, you know, in a broader context. Thank you. Also, I want to have oh. fun too on the page, Lisa. It's important, <laughs> important to me to have fun on the page. Listen, Gosh. I, I'm gonna make it my business to make my way to all these spaces so I can hang out and go to something with y'all. I, I'm putting it out there, Paul Bass. We're gonna make this happen. Jeez. I'm gonna go to Tulsa. I'm gonna. I'm all. I'm always in Harlem, and I'm gonna come to Oakland because I haven't been to Oakland in a long time. They got oh, a lot come of on, come on, Oakland. Oakland like Oakland is fabulous right now. I Oakland know, is like gotta... vibrant. I mean, you hear a lot about crime and stuff in Oakland, right? right now but you don't hear about the beauty of oakland the the and arts are like live and popping in oakland right now it, it, so it's it's, it's just... been a joy to be able to actually talk about the the vibrancy of the oakland art space right now i have a good friend who just left san francisco and, and bought a new space in oakland he's a filmmaker and uh uh, and Oakland's got some vegan restaurants that I want to try. And, and I can oh, yeah. always tune up. I can always jump up to Hartford. I've been right, really excited. Right. We're right so here. I'm, I'm going to make my way to everywhere and see y'all and hang out and go see some. Thank yeah. you, independent reviewers. I hope y'all come back because this was a good conversation. And, uh, and I'm enjoying reading all the things. Like I'm ex like I'm going to go see the Frederick Douglass thing. I'm, I'm going to try to get to try my best to get to New York to see. <laughs> I want to see that. The so. fog. Catch that fog. 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 Thank you all Look, so much for your time this morning. In Oakland, we call the fog fo we call the fog Carl. Carl. This <laughs> 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 is good to see y'all. It's good to meet y'all. I know you, Lisa Gray, already, but it's good to see y'all. And thank you. And I look forward to to uh to reading all your reviews. They are really, really good. And, and you have done a great job of putting me in that space. So thank you all for your time this morning. It's been Thanks great so having, you. having us. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Harry Jones. Thank you, Paul Bass. I'll be back tomorrow. And then that's it. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you all. You're <laughs>